0: Hey, folks, it's probably pretty obvious from the title and subject matter of this week's episode, but just to make it clear, uh, we wanted to do a content warning. We will be talking a lot about tobacco use and smoking in this week's episode. So if that's not something that uh, you want to listen to, please feel free to listen to any one of our other episodes. Thank you so much. I'm your husband, host Travis McElroy, and
1: I'm your wife, host Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette
0: for ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove.
1: Hello, dear. How
0: are you? That was Good. our second Better. run up, just Better. so everybody knows. If you're like, "Wow, the vibe's weird," was our second <laughs> run up because I just left out like a whole chunk at the beginning.
1: It's okay. We got there. We did. We I'm did the... get there. That is, and through the magic of editing, here we are.
0: How's everybody doing? <laughs> How is everybody? <laughs>
1: You know, summer is very interesting um, for people who are not children. I feel like my whole, like, all my my skiz is upside
0: down. You know, I uh, saw a a thing recently where somebody, like, tweeted, like, or posted or whatever. Whatever you call it when you just see text on Instagram, memes, I don't know. I don't know. But it's that thing of, like... We as human beings have been programmed to believe that like summer is a fun time because when you're a kid, you get off school, but it's not. It's just hot and weird. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of hot and weird, we're talking about cigars. We
1: are.
0: Now, here's the thing. Do
1: you find cigars hot and weird?
0: One of those things, (laughs) definitely true. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm biased. Okay. Because I have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and the length of time it takes to partake in a cigar uh. is not a length of time i as a human being am able to commit i've been to say you know weddings i've been to uh bachelor parties i've been to i don't know 40th birthdays or what have you where someone's like ah and i brought cigars for everybody and i'm like oh cool and then uh much like My issues with taking a bath. I start it, and then I think, now what am I supposed to do? Just keep doing it? No, there's no... There is a way. I mean, I know that. but You can, like, put it... I'm not coming back for it. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, There are some, and we can talk about this a little later, who will cut cigars,
0: like, in half. Really? Yeah. Okay. The other thing is, though, I've also experienced, like, trying to put a cigar out and then coming back for it later, and it tastes funky to me. So, Mm -hmm, listen, if mm -hmm. you're listening to this and you're, like— We'll talk about that, too. If you're, like, I enjoy cigars, and Travis is wild, sorry. I'm I'm just saying I'm not going to walk up and smack one out of your mouth. (laughs) I'm just saying (laughs) that I, I, I—like, recently I was down in Miami for our Supercon— and i went down to little havana and i was like looking at a cigar shops and i'm like ah, this seems really cool and you know like in movies where somebody opens up like the desktop humidor and they're like ah cigars straight from cuba I'm like that's cool I don't want to do it. Yeah, but I get that the trappings are cool. Much like uh, the idea of having like a bar in my office. You see that madman. You're like, cool. We talked about this on the yep. home bar. And you're like, ah, oh, yep. cool. But in practice, you're like, what are, am I supposed? Am I supposed to snug that right now in your office? What are you talking about? Get out of here. <laughs> you want this meeting to go three hours long? What are you talking about?
1: I don't have the same like rose colored glasses for cigars that I do for a pipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my my grandfather used to smoke both of those, right? But the pipe is the one that smelled good to me, whereas mm. the, c- the cigar did not smell good to me.
0: Pipe is another one, by the way, that I've tried to do. And I remember being in college. God, I was so cool. Going outside with my friends who smoked cigarettes and me being like, oh, I'll do this tobacco pipe. By the time I got it prepped and ready, they were done. They were ready to go back inside. And I was like, okay, just wait like another 45 minutes, guys, and I'll be right. Where are you going? And then I tip my fedora <laughs> and swivel my cane around. And then I was like, no, I wasn't quite that far. But then I go back inside. I was just tickled by the memory of I remember one time, oh, way, yeah. way,
1: way, way back when we were first married.
0: No, this was before we were married. This is why we were, I think we were dating. And I wanted to get a dog. And you wouldn't let me. And I had too many glasses of wine. And I said, "Ah, oh, well, I'll show her. I'm a grown up. I can do things." Did I get a dog on impulse? No, that would you could connect those dots. I went on uh, Amazon, I think, or eBay, I don't know, and bought some, uh, bought some, a pipe or two. But here's the thing, my friends, when they arrived, they were uh, miniature. They were, uh, something you would give to like a marionette. Uh, but I believe they were actual pipes, but they were just so small, so like, small, like so small, like uh, maybe one third the size of what you would expect them to be. And, and I think, you are a large man with large hands. This is and true. It looked
1: so funny. And
0: there's something so wonderfully poignant about being like, I'm going to show her I'm an adult and I can get whatever I want. <laughs> and then I got child sized pipes. It was a wild day. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, I don't know why I did that. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> All right. But not pipes, cigars, please. Cigars. Okay. Historians believe that the very first cigars were smoked by the Mayan people in the 10th century and were made by wrapping tobacco in palm or plantain leaf. Oh, okay. How do they know?
0: You might say. Uh, They look for, like, the big tobacco advertisements on the sides (laughs) of barns.
1: Sort of. Oh, what? Archaeologists have actually found pottery from the Mayans decorated with images of men enjoying early cigars.
0: Nice. Okay. Pretty cool, right? Sure. Um, Did they look cool? Did the guys look cool doing it? I guess so. Oh okay.
1: They knew they knew right away that they were cigars, I guess. Yeah,
0: and they were like those guys look cool smoking those cigars. It would look cooler if there were a bunch of dogs sitting around a poker table, but we'll work on that. <laughs> are those uh, dogs smoking cigars in that picture? I feel I think like they one are. One of them is. Okay.
1: At least one of them is. Uh but what isn't cool is Christopher Columbus. Oh yeah. When he came to the new new world
0: and ruined everything?
1: Yep. Uh the the Mayan people showed him how they do this and he was like I discovered tobacco, oh my God. and sent it back to Spain and Portugal, and said, "Here, look at look at what I did."
0: He, you know what? I'm not a big fan of Christopher Columbus. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. he's a duty head, and I'm sorry. I know that that is pretty harsh language. Yeah, but everything I learn about this man is just duty head after duty head thing. You know what I mean? I agree.
1: Not long after that, cigar smoking became popular in France as well, thanks to a lad named Jean Nico. And you might think that, that it is related, and it is, because that was what they named nicotine after.
0: Get out of the town.
1: It, I mean, it's named after jean Nicot.
0: <sighs> isn't it weird? Because I know you listen to uh, Sawbones a lot. And isn't it always weird to find out like a term is named after a person and the name doesn't sound like someone's name at all? Right? If you had said... Where's nicotine come from? I would have been like, probably like a, a a nico plant or derived from something. And you're like, it's named after a guy. And I'm like, no, what? Yeah. Get you know, out. This is my friend Nicotina. And it's named <laughs> after her.
1: He was the French ambassador to Portugal where he smoked a cigar and he was like, hey, we need this in France. And so...
0: I mean, and then he said, "Name it after me, guys."
1: <laughs> the substance nicotine was later named after Jean Nico. and if it had a T E at the end instead of just a T, you would pronounce it nicot. But it okay. doesn't have an E, so it's just Nico.
0: Sure, sure. Anyway, okay.
1: The Spanish realized uh, shortly Ni- after nicotine.
0: Then, from what well, I understand, I got to look it up now. Okay. That's like the drug part of tobacco, that right? Is,
1: that is the addictive substance, I believe. Okay. So, yes, the drug part.
0: That's the drug part. Okay, got it.
1: Are we going to have to bleep that?
0: I don't know. What, I the don't... word drug? Yeah. No. I think everyone understands what that is. And there's going to be a, a content warning at the beginning of this because we're talking about smoking. Yeah, okay, great. Hey, let's just say it right off the bat. Also, smoking's not cool. Don't smoke cigars. Some people will say they're healthier than cigarettes because you don't actually inhale them or whatever. It's the, not healthy. It's not. It's not healthy. And you know what? No matter if something is healthier than something that's incredibly unhealthy, doesn't make it healthy. Don't smoke cigars. You can get plenty of cancers from cigars, folks. Don't do it.
1: Public, public service announcement. Everyone who smokes knows it's bad for you.
0: That doesn't mean... That I can't say, hey, I also know it's bad for you. I'm telling you. And if you're listening to this and your friend's like, hey, it's not a cigarette. Just have some cigars with us at this party or whatever. Smelling cigars is cool. It's not cool. You know what's cool? Keeping your grades up. Being kind to the elderly. Unless they're being duty heads. (laughs)
1: All right, don't add us, you guys. We know.
0: No, you're a. You can at at Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Boo! Not the director. Actually, I don't know no, if the don't director. Do that. I know nothing about him. He might be a good guy. I don't know. He might be a bad guy. But just maybe, hashtag Christopher Columbus is a duty head. How about that?
1: Oh, all right, fine. Anyway, so the Spanish realized that they could wrap their tobacco in paper instead of leaves, which makes it a lot easier to make cigars. And soon, many European companies began to grow tobacco to mass-produce cigars. But tobacco grows best in fertile and warm climate. So one of the best places to do that is still Cuba. Yeah. Um, And when the Cuban tobacco industry got rolling... um, Uh, Ah, got rolling? uh, Did she do that
0: on purpose? Ah, Alex. Alex, who writes
1: the copy. Thank you. They began distributing the product throughout Europe and Asia. Um and these Cuban cigars uh, could you believe that they were very popular? Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> and um Spain got greedy. What? And they since claimed the the country of S- Spain claimed that since Columbus claimed Cuba uh-huh. for Spain. Yeah. They were entitled to all the riches riches of the tobacco crop.
0: I don't think I'm not a legal expert. But I don't think that was true.
1: It worked for a very long time. Ah uh, because uh, beans. uh the Spanish monopoly on Cuban tobacco uh lasted until 1817.
0: That's a long time. Yeah. Way longer than I thought you were gonna say. I okay. Know. I know. I know. Okay. So you once know, the monop- that, that distance and with no internet or computers, hey Cuba. I'm going to travel back in time. Travel back in, hey, it's the year 1720 or whatever. Just don't tell them how much you sold. Just don't, just don't I'm, tell them. I'm
1: certain that that happened a lot. I
0: hope so. You lie, hey, I give you full permission <laughs> to lie to them. Okay,
1: so nobody's allowed to smoke, but everyone's allowed to lie?
0: No, yeah, yeah lying is awesome. <laughs> lying never hurt anyone. But I'm saying, if your colonizers are trying to steal money from you, you should lie to them. Lying to colonizers. This is true. Is it? Does it count as a sin? Okay, <laughs> that's what Jesus told me. Oh sure. Oh man, this is this is a really extra special episode it is. for us. It's gonna be a good one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so once the monopoly was over, uh, cigar mania really took over, especially in New York City. Um, oh yeah,
0: I get that, man. Doesn't that feel like a? Okay, I know I've said a lot of inflammatory things, but when I think of like industrial big wig fat cats, right? In like the 1800s or even 70, like I think of like yeah, that New York City guy telling like the newsies like get out of here and they've got cigars, right? That feels real. It feels right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um this was still a very much by hand industry at the po- this point and in 1883 Cigars were being manufactured in 127 apartment houses all throughout New York. Okay. It was a full-blown industry employing um, 1,962 families, which included 7,924 individuals, many of whom were German immigrants. Okay. Interesting factoid. And... Trade unions attempted to bring a trade statute into effect that would ban the home cigar rolling,
0: mm. uh,
1: but it was ruled unconstitutional. Okay, and so the industry relocated to Brooklyn and Long Island. Uh, but then, once once it came down officially that it was unconstitutional, they went back to Manhattan. Okay, and in 1880s, New York City was the cigar making capital of the United States.
0: Okay. I wouldn't have expected that. I expect the consumption of it in New York to be high, but I did not think that that is where the manufacturing would be based.
1: At that time, yes. Okay. Um, It also shaped the culture, I'm sure that you could tell, in Florida, like when you were there. Um, In 1869, Vicente Martinez Ybor uh, established a cigar factory in Key West – And he had been very successful uh, in Cuba at the same thing, but was forced to flee the country after authorities discovered he had connections with revolutionaries. Mm. So in 1885, he moved his operation to Tampa, uh, which, you know, was then a pretty
0: small town. Did you know that it was in that from the tamping down of the tobacco?
1: Yeah, And oh, no,
0: I made that up. That's not oh. that's not what it is. I just wanted was... to I wanted to make it sound like it sounded like a thing, but that's not what it is. Uh, you
1: didn't even let me finish. I oh. said, "Yeah, that sounds like it
0: was right," but it wasn't. It's it wasn't. A lying. <laughs> it was a lie. I just wanted to seem like I knew something. And, <laughs> and you said like the nicotine thing named after a guy, and I wanted to have a thing that surprised you, but it was a lie. But it's okay because lying is totally cool. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> we are we're deep in it. You know what else is totally cool? A thank you note. Okay. No way.
1: What? I thought you were going to lie to me again. <laughs> no, it's
0: just a word for another, for like another Max watch show. That's what I meant. That's cool. Hey, Sydney, you're a physician and the co-host of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, right? That's true, Justin. Is it true that our medical history podcast is just as good as a visit to your primary care physician?
1: No, Justin, that is absolutely not true Uh, However, our podcast is funny and interesting and a great way to learn about the medical misdeeds of the past As well
0: as some current, not-so-legit healthcare fads So you're saying that by listening to our podcast, people will feel better Sure And isn't that the same reason that you go to the doctor? Well, uh, you could say that And our podcast is free? Yes, it is free you heard it here first, folks. Sawbones, Merital of Misguided Medicine, right here on Maximum Fun, just as good as going to the doctor.
1: No no no, still not just as good as going to the doctor, but but pretty good. It's up there. Hi, I'm Ketchup. And I'm
0: socks. And I'm ball bearings. And I'm pigeons. And I'm water towers. And I'm
1: cardboard.
0: Surprise, we're actually humans.
1: Humans making a podcast about those kinds of topics.
0: Because those are real episode topics on the podcast, Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. That's a podcast where we take ordinary seeming things like ketchup and socks and cardboard and bring you the little known history and science and stories that make those things secretly incredibly fascinating. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating! The title of the podcast. Hear the back catalog anytime and hear new amazing episodes every Monday at MaximumFun.org. Okay, so, this guy, was, this guy, he was making cigars in Tampa?
1: Indeed. And his, at one point, his Tampa factory was the largest in the world in uh, 1929. Um, and they named a whole city about it, Ybor City. Oh. Which earned the nickname of the cigar capital of the world. And at its peak, there were 150... F-
0: Cigar factories in Ybor City. Wow. That is a lot. In yeah, one city? In one city. I wonder how that city smells. Because I want to think good, like interesting, because tobacco, that, they put them notes in all kinds of like colognes and candles sure. and stuff. Or did it smell like burning?
1: <laughs> I mean, it didn't smell like anything for long because depression and general hardship. Oh. The, the depression. Yeah. And the general harsh hardship associated with that time in 1930s, I mean, pretty much cleared out all of those factories.
0: You know, it's funny, before you clarified with the definitive article of the depression, I just said depression, <laughs> my brain did fill in. Yeah, I bet being depressed would make people not want to buy cigars. <laughs> yeah, the man. Great Depression. Yeah. But then again, maybe being depressed, you're like, you know what would help? <laughs> A medicinal prescription cigar from my cool doctor, o- Dr. M- Smokes.
1: OMG. All right. So that was talking about how most cigars at the time were rolled by hand. Yes. right? Those outputs. Now, most cigars aren't rolled by hand, but premium hand-rolled cigars are still available, especially in South America and Cuba. And if it is hand-rolled, rolled. It will say on the box. Uh totalmente a mano.
0: Totally but by hand. Totally by hand. Totally by hand. I love that. Hey, this is just a reminder by the way, because you just remind me of the word. If anybody says mano, a mano it doesn't mean like man to man. It means hand to hand. Just uh important every time. Um but it's interesting, isn't it? Because there are things that become known Uh, like in general like parlance Mm -hmm. to be like quality. This is a term for quality, right? And like hand rolled and it's like, I know that if somebody says that about a thing, I am supposed to hear that as higher quality. I have no idea if that's true or not. I right? mean,
1: like all things, I guess it depends who's the hands were, right? Right. Like, and
0: also, what your taste is. Did they do a good job, or were they like, "Oh, I'm Butterfingers <laughs> the gee, hand rolling." Wow, <laughs> oh, no, ah, oh, my watch fell in. It's fine, <laughs> right? You don't know. I guess. I guess. Um, so the cigar
1: has become and has been. From the last two hundred years, a status symbol, right? Among powerful men, things like it is
0: not that the your standard when you are thinking about like a Cuban uh, big old cigar, that's not like a smoke of the people, right? That's not what you are thinking about. No,
1: Uh, giants like uh, General Ulysses S. Grant, part of him, Sigmund Freud, oh yeah, King Edmund the Seventh, sure. They all have very powerful like uh, lore in the cigar. Well,
0: Winston Churchill, right?
1: Absolutely. That's, that's That guy true. would eat
0: cigars. He said it gave him fuel. Um, he would eat a cigar every morning uh, just to prove that he could. What? That's not true. That's not true at all. I don't know if he ever ate a cigar. Though one time, so I had a great aunt, and they say it's true, and I know I've lied a lot, a great <laughs> aunt um, on my mom's side. I believe it's great aunt, but my dad talks about, like, when he was, like, first meeting my mom's family, and they're like, you know, 20s or young, and my mom, like, as they're walking out to the door, is like, by the way, my aunt eats cigars, eats, like, tobacco. It's weird. Just don't talk about it. And it's like, okay. okay. And then literally, like, there was a point where she was just sitting there, and I don't know if it was, like, a chewing tobacco thing, but she was using, like, cigar tobacco. To, she would, like, unroll the cigar and just, like, pop some in her mouth. And dad's like, I was sitting there the whole time, like, what is happening? What? Oh, but don't say anything. Don't say anything. It's fine. (laughs) Excellent. That one is true. That wasn't a lie.
1: Okay. All right. So the general kind of like feeling we get when we see someone with a cigar is that the person is rich or powerful or important. Has time
0: on their hands. Sure. There's a luxury, right? It's a luxury. When you see, think about if you see someone light up a cigar in a movie Versus when somebody lights up a cigarette in a movie, right? You see someone light up a cigarette, especially nowadays with like perception of it. The story that's told from lighting up a cigarette is almost always they lead a stressful life. They're take Like if you watch an episode of The Bear, right, and they go out to have a cigarette, that is stressful. I just need five seconds to stand out here and quietly like before I go back to my work. But when you see someone in a movie or something light up a cigar... It's almost always celebratory. It's almost always like, I'm a man who things happen for. I don't have to make them, right, that kind of deal. It's becoming different storytelling device.
1: Speaking of one of those men, President John F. Kennedy in I 1962 I've heard of that one. yeah. imposed a embargo on Cuba, which means that you halt any trade that the country would have with the United States, sure. right? However... Before that uh, embargo properly took hold, JFK ordered his press secretary to buy up every Cuban cigar he could find. Yeah. By the time the trade embargo started, JFK had stashed around 1,200 Cuban
0: cigars. And you know what? For himself and his friends. That was one weekend. It was one no. smoke filled weekend. Lies. But
1: uh, I don't uh, like it when you tell lies on our program.
0: Oh, baby, have I got bad news for you? Can
1: I just say that?
0: I'll try to be brutally honest from this point forward. But also, we can acknowledge that whenever we talk about any kind of like prohibition, especially of like fun, quote-unquote, substances, not really for the rich.
1: That is what happens. Not really for
0: the rich. It's not really a restriction for them.
1: Unfortunately, this trade embargo is still in effect. So if you are going to enjoy a fine Cuban cigar, um, the government wants you to have to go to Cuba or go to another country that trades with them. Um, under the Obama administration, it became legal for someone to travel to Cuba and bring back up to 100 Cuban cigars as long as they were for personal use and not resale. But in September of 2020, it became illegal again with another caveat being that you couldn't bring Cuban cigars into the United States regardless of whether you got them in Cuba or not.
0: Okay. It's weird. I mean, like, I understand. Here's why it's weird to Okay. Because it is such a famous example of, like, an embargo, and there's not a lot of other things I can point to, so much as it's, like cuban cigars like that's a reference once oh, again that like in books movies tvs like pop culture reference there someone's like yeah from cuba you're like oh that person it tells a story about that person and mm-hmm. it's like they bend rules and they have connections and they're above the law and it's weird that just the fact that like there's no other thing like that right it's never like yeah that's uh a cuban watch right there's no oh that's uh i mean cuban technically tires.
1: anything from cuba in the united states you can't
0: but this is what i'm saying is okay there's no other thing oh right yeah in this example so much as it's just like oh you like this belt that's a cuban belt what oh my god this guy bends rules and he's <laughs> above it he will stop at nothing to get a belt back but like cigars are just such a famous example of a thing to reference.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you can buy a Cuban cigar in England, which is a com- a country that trades with Cuba, uh, but you have to smoke them there in London. You can't take them home. They'll confiscate them on the plane.
0: Yeah, if you bring them back, it's like a dad who catches a kid smoking a cigar make you smoke the whole pack <laughs> before you can come inside, <laughs> teach you a lesson.
1: Luckily... Cuba is not the only place that makes fantastic cigars, uh, although less famously, right? Um, Honduras, Nicaragua, the the Dominican Republic, Mexican cigars are also said to have a kind of peppery, earthy flavor so to them. So this is like
0: a champagne thing, right? This yeah. is like, the, I mean, well, we call it champagne if it's from the champagne region. And it's like, okay, cool. But that doesn't mean, like, it usually just means that if it's from the champagne region, it costs fifty dollars more than if it was from somewhere else, right? Like,
1: well, I mean, I suppose I understand what you're I'm getting at. I'm asking you a
0: lot of questions about this, but you have like the devil's gasp, and you've never had a cigar in your entire life.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: Yeah, um, or as you would call it, asthma. Asthma. My be like <laughs> my people Appalachian people call don't, it don't believe all gasp. that fancy talk. It's the devil's gasp. But but I'm just saying. So you've never had a cigar in your life?
1: No, I haven't. And but I mean, the the fact is that. In the same kind of area of the world, people also grow tobacco and you can also roll cigars there. So the only place that we in the U.S. are not allowed by the government to get them from is Cuba.
0: I guess it would also be weird to... Buy a cigar from Honduras that was called a Cuban cigar. That yes, would be weird. That would. But they be They do weird. do that with champagne. Okay, it's because it's front, okay. <laughs> Back to champagne. Um, how about can we talk a little bit about like the etiquette of it? I guess the process of it. Like, Absolutely, we
1: can. Absolutely, we can. So let's do some dos and don'ts. Okay, don't right? smoke. Okay.
0: Yeah. Also, unless you're like Will Smith, you just light it. Right? He makes a big deal about that in. Willennium, I think, that is like, uh, he holds a cigar for a fact, don't smoke it. I I don't, I I just, anyways. Anyways. It's a thing.
1: There are lots of local cigar clubs and local shops. I can think of two that I have seen that I've driven past here in Cincinnati. Um, And it's good to have someone to guide you because there are a lot of cigars, um, just like you might go to a whiskey tasting People who, who know more about it will tell you about it. I wouldn't suggest doing a cigar tasting. No. I don't think there is that.
0: but Unless they make tiny, like <laughs> half-inch long, but still the same <laughs> diameter. And they're just like, smell it a little bit? Okay. Oh, don't touch it. <laughs> it's so hot.
1: Uh, here's a don't. Don't light up anywhere. Because uh, there's a great... Website called Cigar Advisor, and it's hilarious and informative. We're, and that's, that's where we got a lot of our information. Because you may have gathered from this conversation that we don't smoke cigars. Yeah, is it a celebration? A nice back porch with nature, or unwinding after a long day? Okay, go ahead if you're if you can smoke there, smoke a cigar there. But they said, Are you at a kid's birthday party, stuck in an elevator, or sitting in church for your grandma's funeral? Put it away.
0: Yeah, don't do that. Don't do this.
1: It's a it's a read the room
0: situation. Right? Also, do we have to tell people about the cap and the cutting it? Yes, we do. I, I ask that sincerely because that, once again, is such a thing shown. It would blow my mind if there are people who are like, didn't know that you had to cut. The end of a cigar, but, but you do, yeah, so
1: you you cut it and it's a guillotine style cutter, like a straight cutter, right mm-hmm. um, and you know you can find them wherever you find cigars um and don't you, bite it
0: that's a thing that sometimes they show in like cartoons or thing. But man, if you've never done it before uh and if you don't know, tobacco is very like uh flaky and shred like it's shredded, right? And very dry, right? So if you end up doing that, it gets stuck in your teeth. It's gritty. It's not pleasant. It's not a thing. I have not done it, but I watched one of my friends drunkenly do it cuz we didn't have a cutter and it was gross, my dude.
1: Um so where you cut it is called uh the shoulder of the cigar right it's the the cap where the head starts to like taper off Mm -hmm. right and don't cut it too deep or you'll get that loose tobacco in your mouth Um, but if you prefer a tighter draw it's called you can use a punch cutter or a V cutter which will increase the intensity of the cigar if you forget your cutter don't be too proud to ask for help I mean I guess you could use a steak knife or scissors or something but it's not going to be as good right um. Think about it like opening a wine bottle without yep. the corkscrew. You, you can do it, but it's not fun for anybody.
0: If that happens, by the way, best thing to do is just put, push the cork down in. You know, push the cork all the way down in instead of digging it out or whatever. Better to have a whole cork in there than be filtering lots of chunks of cork through every pour. Isn't that
1: what you've done before?
0: Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I tried to make a corkscrew out of a, uh, a coat hanger wrapped around a pencil. Yep, it hypothetically worked in that I was eventually able to drink the wine, but it was uh, more like I tortured the cork into submission <laughs> than removed it.
1: I've seen those uh, videos on the internet where you can hit. You use a shoe, you put the wine bottle in the oh, yeah. shoe and you hit it against the ground until the cork pops up. I think that's also probably a great way to destroy a yeah, bottle Yeah, a wine. High, high
0: risk, <laughs> high risk uh, solution there.
1: I think that I have also seen where you like hammer a nail into the cork and then you use the remover side. But then, see,
0: that's what I'm saying is but like then, then, then the chances have... of like just chunking up the cork. And or if
1: you have a hammer and a nail, why don't you have a corkscrew? Like,
0: it's a great point. It's a great point, Ben.
1: It is. Okay. Uh, it's recommended that you light your cigar with a match um, or a cigar lighter, right? And what you do is you hold the cigar over the flame and rotate it gently to maintain a glowing ring around the tip. Um, this is so that you don't overheat it, right? And you're also supposed to wait for a white drop of ash when you first light it. Uh, which is indicative of high-quality tobacco. But you should not use those Bic lighters, right, the cigarette lighters, um, because they can taint the end of cigar the cigar and give a unpleasant aroma.
0: So when she says uh, cigar lighter, it's one of those that's like a torch. that's like, you know, instead of uh, that you just, like, strike the thing and do it, you want one of those that's like a blue flame uh, tiny torch if you're going to use that for it. Once again— can't stress this enough. I don't do it, but I have friends who do it, and I know that that sounds like I'm a 12-year-old lying to my parents, but it's not. I'm just too bored for cigars.
1: So um, we mentioned earlier eating the cigar. Don't do that. Also, like chewing on it? Don't lick your cigar. This is something that has been what? portrayed in movies and stuff, but it's a better idea uh, instead of like, Sticking your cigar, unlit cigar, in your mouth like a lollipop, you can take a cold draw, which should give you a sense of some of the flavors, right? Uh-huh. Um, and you know there are a lot of flavors you can use. You uh, like when you are picking a cigar. There's a couple of things that people talk about as far as like, is the wrapper silky? What does it smell like? Um, is it blemished at all? Like, and that will help you figure out what the quality of the cigar is, right? Uh-huh. Um, also, it's recommend. A lot of cigars are really great pairings with whiskeys and scotch mm. and stuff, but But you shouldn't dip it. That's what I was actually
0: just looking up because I've seen people do that before and I wanted to fit, yes.
1: It's a great way to ruin both a cigar and a glass of whiskey.
0: Yeah, I just found the thing that says, think of it like putting ketchup on an expensive steak. Love the dipping it in the whiskey. Oh, okay.
1: Well, but you can also ruin the ketchup that way, right? Yeah, I get, well, (laughs) in this thing,
0: I think of the whiskey as the steak, so.
1: I see, I see. Um, You can take a sip of your preferred spirit between puffs, right? And let the flavors kind of meld in your mouth, not in your cigar. Um, you also need to use an ashtray, right? Yeah. But don't grind out the cigar in the ashtray because a cigar will emit a kind of smoldering and stale aroma if they get mashed or twisted yeah. in an okay. ashtray. Um, and so basically when you're, when you're done with your cigar, place it delicately in the ashtray and sit and wait until it goes out. Yeah. Most quality cigars are humidified meaning that they'll burn out in a few minutes on their own. Um and you know, make sure you sit there because fire safety,
0: right? Yeah. I think that I feel like this is one of those things, maybe I'm making this up, but like old-timey ashtrays and stuff used to like close And like have room to put a cigar in and then close over. I bet that also helps. I bet so. It go out. Yeah, but you mentioned you mentioned humidity, like a humidor, right? Mm -hmm. If you ever hear about this, so it's to store cigars. Simply put, to store cigars at a humidity. Where the cigar will not become damp or like mildew or anything like that rot, but also not so dried out that it's like crumbly and unusable, right? Right. It's just like a way because they're not like shelf stable. I mean, they're leaves, right? They're dried out leaves with
1: paper. Oh, oh.
0: Inside, I mean, inside tobacco. The yes. tobacco
1: leaves, yes. Um,
0: and so that idea of like just keeping them in just a box or whatever, they'll go bad, you know. Think about leaving paper, as you said, like in. A go find uh uh like papers you wrote in like middle school and I was an <laughs> adult and you're like, this is all like crunchy and weird. It's like that. So a humidor is just a box that stores them. Unless you are like a cigar person who like is storing cigars and like collecting cigars, right you don't need a humidor. Like it, you're not going through it that fast. Like if you're a person who has like Two bottles of wine in your house, you don't need a wine cellar. It's that kind of thing, right?
1: Um, here's another do. Do be mindful of how a cigar affects you. Some people get what they call a cigar high, which is kind of like sleepy-headed and like kind of a relaxed feeling. So if you know that's the way that you feel, and after you smoke a cigar, you need a nap, you should plan for that.
0: Yeah, right? and don't inhale. Like, into your lungs, uh, at least this is what people have told me before, of, like, you puff a cigar, you hold it in your mouth, you let it out. But cigar smoke can be really, really brutal. Uh, And, like, inhaling it into your lungs can hurt and be bad. Not, as I've said before, holding it in your mouth is also bad. But from what I understand, you're not supposed to actually, like, inhale cigars.
1: Not a lot. It could make you sick. Okay. Here is the thing I was talking about with you earlier. You can... Cut a cigar in half. Should you do that with, like, a very fancy Cuban cigar? No. Why would you do that? And you mean,
0: I know, I'm almost certain you mean in half long ways? No, crosswise. Crosswise. across the middle. Not, like, cut it down the middle. Right. Right? You're saying now you have two shorter. Yes. Okay.
1: Which could be, uh, like, so... It could be a good way if you wanted to start smoking cigars, but you didn't want to waste half a cigar, right? You could cut it in half. Um, and so you can ease into the habit a little more.
0: Or don't. Or don't. Hey, you know what? One more time. If you don't already, don't smoke. And if you do smoke, do you need to? Okay. So we have some announcements. Let's do the announcements real quick. If okay. you're listening to this this weekend... Right. So the 17th, 18th, 19th, whatever. Uh, or I guess that would be 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Anyways, uh, me and the brothers and dad are in San Diego with special. Uh, we're doing an Adventure Zone show uh, on Friday with special guest, Game Mom, Brendan Lee Mulligan, running the game. Uh, and then Saturday night, we're doing uh, my brother, my brother, and me. You can find out the details. I think the Adventure Zone show one is sold out. I think there's a handful of tickets for my brother and my brother and me maybe, Uh, but you can go to a bit.ly slash McElroy Tours. Or you can go to Macroy.family and click on, uh, I think it's appearances or events and find it out there. Uh, speaking of events upcoming, we're going to be in Seattle, Washington on August 31st and September 1st. And we're going to be at New York Comic-Con on October 12th and 13th. All those tickets one more time at bit.ly slash Macroy Tours. What else do we always say? What am I forgetting?
1: We always thank Brent Brentofloss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We also thank Bruja Betty pin Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run facebook group schmanners fanners if you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans go ahead and join that group today also thank you to alex our researcher and writer without whom we could not make the show thank you also to rachel our editor without whom we could not make the show and thank you to you without whom why would we make the show
0: You're much more pleasant than me. All right, that's going to do it for us, folks. Join us again next week.
1: No RSVP required.
0: You've been listening to Schmanners.
1: Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it?